Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. 321 is the only company with sales systems for white collar professionals who did not have access to affordable sales and business development training in college or through certification programs. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 supports CPAs, attorneys, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, mortgage brokers, dentists, cosmetic surgeons, and real estate investors. In addition, 321 features the most talented business professionals on our podcast from North America and from around the world. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321BizDev.com, powered by SiteMarket.com, and podcast segment episodes are powered by Jive Communications at Jive.com. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, uh, uh, 321Biz Development listeners, I'm so excited to have a guest who's been on the 321Biz Development podcast back in May of 2018. I'm talking about Samantha Brooks, CEO of Mortgages of Canada in Toronto. And so good morning, Samantha. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Rick? Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited that you're back, and I, I'll tell you something. I just have like maybe a 60-second thing to say about you coming back on the show. Number one, it's rare to find people like you, a small business owner, that, that speaks like you speak in terms of how you conduct your business. Uh, normally, you have to go to the Fortune 500 companies to even get a um, uh, – to hear, to, to have conversations uh, with people like you, but you're at the small business level, you know, growing your business to, to, to big scales. So I want to at least say that. And I also want to say you're the kind of person, in my opinion, and so I'm not trying to just pump you up. I'm, I'm telling you the truth, Samantha, is that you not only talk the talk, but you walk the walk. And that's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> and then the last thing I want my listeners to know is that when we had our podcast interview back in May, it's May 3rd, 2018, I asked you a question about how you felt about people promoting their business, and you said, I love it when someone comes into my office and wants to talk to me about their business because it shows that they, they have, that they're motivated, that they have courage to promote their product or service. And that has stuck with me ever since May 3rd, 2018. So there you go. Amazing. Amazing. I like when things stick. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I have some questions for you. And I know you're on a tight schedule, but please take as long as you want to talk about, you know, to answer these questions. I know you're doing a lot. So my first question is, um, so what's new in, in your business life um, since our last podcast back on May 3rd, 2018? Uh, so, you know, in Canada up here, we're, we're actually having kind of a real estate slump um, just with the new industry rule changes that the government has imposed on the real estate industry. And so things are slowing down a bit. Um, 
you know, the first, there's actually been two waves of changes. And the first wave, we didn't feel the impact when, uh, when those rules were actually implemented. But it was the second wave that really uh, triggered us to do things a little bit different than the way we were conducting uh, business. So things changed for us last year. It was, um, it was a very interesting year last year for the whole year. We, we did our, we had really a high growth, but it wasn't necessarily the greatest in profit just because the cost to market was so high. Um, so that, that was a learning lesson for me because it was, you know, you're, you can dump as much money into a sinking ship, but if the ship is already sinking, then why are you putting money in it? So, um, so yeah, I, I think have been a little bit different, just making a few little changes to, um, to adjust, but definitely not the, uh, the end of the world here. Just um, making some adjustments to keep everything afloat. Alrighty, so would you say that any new lessons learned or significant, as I call them, life epiphanies that you've encountered since the last time we've had our, our conversation? So it wouldn't even necessarily be that um, that there's a new lesson, because I, I feel like many of us have heard a lot of these stories, especially just the more that you've been around in business. One of the things I've always heard was, uh, you know, always have multiple streams of income. And I know this, like this is something I truly believe in. And uh, just because of certain situations, I, I've actually, I would put that on hold, uh, nothing to do with the brokerage, but just personally. Yeah. So I put all that stuff on hold for a bit until I knew exactly what, I, what it was I was gonna be doing. And it really affected me uh, last year, near the end of last year, because I didn't have those additional revenue streams to actually uh, support the brokerage the way uh, it should have or help with more cash flow. So um, having additional revenue streams and is so important when you own a business because you're going to need it at some point when that entrepreneurial cycle hits. And um, it did hit and we're, we're coming out of it now, but it, it definitely with a lesson, not learned, but reaffirmed. That's how would I have been saying. That's, that's um, well said. Yeah, that, that it's really important to have that, those structures in place. And especially when you're profiting, it's, it, you know, you know you're profiting, start putting that money into something, in the, into a vehicle where you're actually able to produce additional income. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was a, definitely a reawakening. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you're going to be a first-time author pretty soon, in about 60, 90 days or so, and the name of your book is called Cash is Queen. Before we talk about, (laughs) yes, congratulations. Before we talk about the the details of the book, when when will the book be available uh, for purchase by the public? Um, We are actually in pre-sale mode right now. So we're just doing a little push, nothing too big. Uh, however, this month, I, you will start seeing me back on TV and stuff. The, uh, the book is expected to be launched at the end of September. So, um, you know, it'll be published and ready to, to, to get in hand by the end of September. So that's when it'll be ready for public. All right. And you, and you mentioned yeah. just now that you're going to start doing some uh, television and interviews. So, is, what is that schedule like? Is that are you going to do TV in Canada, 
and radio in the U.S. And what, in which cities do you think you're going to uh, do the book launch and, and talk about the book Cash is Queen? Well, our book launch, the initial one, will be here in Toronto. And then the second book launch will be in New York. But that won't happen until like later. So the, the initial book launch will be probably in September, beginning of October, just after um, the TIFF season. And then the U.S. one will happen probably around like February, March, I would say, um, just because of the timing, weather, everything else, just making sure that we have enough um, uh, spin happening in, in Canada before we take it to the U.S. market. But we are actually going on a radio tour in the U.S. Um, starting uh, the end of September once the book is, is available, just so that we're not doing pre-sales then. So that'll be interesting. The cities we've chosen are it's basically the, all of the U.S., but we're mainly targeting like Chicago, some of the bigger markets, right? Uh, Atlanta, New York, uh, L.A., Florida. So we're really going to be targeting those states. And um, but yeah, I'm really excited about the radio tour. I've never done one before, even though I have been on radio, but not a tour where I'm actually... Um, on multiple radio stations throughout the day and 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 weeks and yeah so this is this is going to be a whole new experience for me i'm really excited yeah that should be totally awesome <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's i mean you know radio you know radio publicity you know anywhere in the world but i know here in the states man once someone gets in on the radio and you're and you're on these syndicated radio shows it's like i mean i can't even tell you it's, I, I i know of, i've known of guy I, I know a guy who did that, and he was like in different cities. This is like 15 years ago. Uh, different cities, you know, took about a month to cover all those cities, and it was just constant, you know, being on the air. So my uh, my next question is, what was your energy level like? I mean, because you know, when people, I've heard this comment just made the other day, that when people are writing a book, they, they get a chance to really do some deep thinking. And when, you, when you're doing this deep thinking, all these words and sentences and paragraphs and chapters just come to life. How was that? How was it for you in terms of your energy level when you wrote the book and you're writing the book? You know, it's funny because most of the writing happens um, in one day. Like for every Friday, I had scheduled just to write the book. And so throughout the week, I was in preparation. And it was more about thinking about what I had learned and then just putting a little bit of research behind my lessons and just combining the two. So my energy, when it was time to actually sit down and write, was at 100%. I was full of energy, like bouncing off the walls. It was the most unbelievable thing. I don't know why it happened like that, but it was, it was crazy. Because I think because I was the third one, Two, I knew exactly how I was going to execute that week, and three, it was it was my work, and it's you know what, it's the most rewarding project that I've ever worked on was was that so far. I guess maybe because you know owning the business is now old news, but uh, the book, you know, it's something new, it's a new project, so it's very very exciting. I have a lot of energy. Um, and you know this, I'm like bouncing off the walls all the time, but sometimes I do drop a level or two. But yeah, I was going, I was going crazy when I was ready. So uh, very exciting times for me. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone who has a story needs to 
should write a book. Like, it's just one of those things that you, all of us have a legacy to leave. Every single one of us. I don't care who you are. And if you could just sit down and, and knock out a book and self-publish if you have to, then so be it. Like, get it out for the world to read. People will, will be inspired by your journey. So, uh, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to inspire many people uh, by the journey that I've taken and some of the lessons that I've learned along the way so far in my first uh, four and a half years, or almost five years of owning a, uh, a very successful mortgage brokerage. So I think you just answered my, my next question, which was, which is, what, what, what were the motivations for you to write this book? And so it seems like you wanted to uh, put some, some content out there so that people can just sit and, and I think you've used the word reflection. I think we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. We used the word uh, self-reflection or the phrase self-reflection. Is that, is that kind of like what motivated you, motivated you to write this book? Did, was it like you sat down and you said, wait a minute, I got to like put this on paper about yeah. what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of a mortgage company? Yeah, I mean, basically, so last year when, um, you know, I started to see that we were hitting the entrepreneur cycle again, but this time it wasn't just a cycle which was seasonal. It was actually a cycle that was imposed by the, by the government. I thought to myself, oh my God. Like anything could happen to anybody's business at any time. We all have to be ready for this. So, because you know, you can be doing really great at one point in time and then all of a sudden things change because the government steps in. For instance, I'm just gonna give you a little example. I don't know, like the other day, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp were shut down. Like they were down for almost a whole day. And that was a reminder that you can't just rely on one source to actually get your your messaging out for your business. That's one thing. Two, the government has control over everything. And if the government should ever decide to actually stop Facebook, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but we don't know. We don't know what the government is, uh, is capable, like what they're going to do, what their intentions are, especially if they feel that this one company is breaking so many privacy laws and rules and, you know, uh, coordinating with foreign governments, all that stuff is happening. They have the right to shut down that business if they feel it necessary to protect democracy, right? So that business could be out of business because of the government. So we always have to be prepared for government intervention and seasonal cycles. And, and I'm telling you, like, we just have no control. Even, like, lawsuits can also interfere with your business. I've seen people get sued and they're done because they don't have protection and, and, or, or the contracts weren't properly in place. I talk about that in my book. You know, you have the right to protect your business from the beginning. Make sure your contracts are in place. So just preparing for the worst and always think anything that you're doing, always think of litigation. Is this a possibility? Can litigation get in the way? Can the government get in the way? And then start building out different streams of income once you start profiting enough that you can actually do so safely and scalably. Like you do it more scalable so you're, you're still being safe with your uh, with your profit. And then this will help to protect the business. It's really um, it's really something. It's really something. Wow. But, uh, wow. 
So let's talk about uh, okay, the book. You, you, you're, you're, you're finishing the book or the book is already you know, kind of like in pre-sale mode. What kind of person is the book Cash is Queen best suited for? Anyone who's an entrepreneur. Not, I know some people are like, oh, well, you use the word queen just for women. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Men, women, doesn't matter. Uh, we all go through the same thing as long as you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, self-employed. We all go through the same the same experiences and um, you know if you haven't quite been there yet like I said this is for anybody first start up to to the first five years uh, these are the lessons that I've learned and, and um, you know I put it on paper for people to understand the mindset that you need in order to um, to become successful with your business and I mean it's just one part of it there's so much more I would love to go more in depth but my book is probably 40,000 pages so <laughs> You know, one step at a time, I, I will be coming out with a series of different books um, just built on business to, uh, uh, you know, to help more in depth. And there are different uh, laser trail uh, opportunities at the end of each chapter that will help you to kind of put things together um, just mentally with the mindset and, and just, kind of, you know, coordinating scheduling and things like that that you could you know, and planning for your business that you could actually use um, at, the, at the end of every one of my chapters to kind of help you along the way. Because I know that it's very, it's a broad overview, but um, but there are some areas that I will be going more in depth in when I start writing some additional books. Wow, that's awesome because uh, you, you hit the nail around the head because there must be some type of, of uh, action item, I believe, after every chapter, like a person... It's going to read a chapter and they're going to say, okay, I'm done with the chapter. What, what can I get out of this? And then if you have something at the end to, to push them, to motivate them, to take, a, take the next step, whatever that, that next step may be. So that's, that's great that you've ended every chapter with some type of uh, you know, to-do list, so to speak. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So here's my last question. What's on the horizon for Samantha Brooks as you look out you know, next year, two years, five years? What's on your horizon? So, like I said, um, just gonna continue to build, continue building mortgages of Canada. Uh, I am right now in the process of adding my two additional uh, income streams. Um, just started in the last couple of weeks, so those are happening, and uh, there's there's a possibility, I believe, uh, very soon. There should be a TV series that we're shooting a pilot project for. So um, it'll be very interesting, but it, it'll happen sooner than later. Maybe we'll have to do another interview, Rick. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy your interviews. I mean, That's you a, I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy your, your interviews and uh, our conversations. And um, uh, so do you want to talk about the, uh, the, the uh, golf tournament? Oh, sure, yes, yes. We, uh, I'm actually assisting uh, uh, Canadian Football Hall of Fame famer Damon Allen with his, uh, his celebrity golf tournament out in Blue Mountain this year. Uh, it's being held September 26th to the 27th, and um, it's going to have a whole whack of friends out there, uh, celebrity friends. We, we haven't confirmed, well, we have confirmed some people but I don't want to say anything yet until we have the full list but it seems like there's going to be more than the four we had originally thought were going to be there we may be closer to about 10 
celebrities. So, <laughs> so nice. um, yeah, I think the action packed with celebrities, and uh, I heard we confirmed the Grey Cup will be there too as well, and there's going to be a big uh, entry for that. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to to being part of this celebrity golf tournament with um, with Damon Allen and uh, and his celebrity friends and Rick. We hope to see yes. you there. Yes, I plan on uh, being there, and this will be my. To see, I've been to Western Canada a few times. I've been to Toronto about maybe 15 years ago, and I can't wait to get back. and And I, and I took a look at that area, the Blue Mountains area in. Uh, Northwest Ontario province. That is so beautiful. Oh it's gorgeous. Gosh. It's beautiful in Hollywood. It's probably one of the better uh, areas in Ontario to, to travel to. It's gorgeous in Hollywood. Like just, yeah, you have to see it. If you have to go up there and experience it to actually know. But we, we are actually taking over the whole village. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I think Catherine mentioned that. She said that uh, that Damon's, uh, you know, uh, group is taking over the entire village. Yeah, so they're like shutting it down for the celebrity and friends and all the golfers. And yeah, they basically are going to hold down the village for two days. So it's mm-hmm. going to be quite exciting. And I don't think they've ever done that before. So this is, uh, this is the first time and I can't wait to be there. Like it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I'm going to be tired, but it'll be great. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, Samantha Brooks, uh, author of Cash is Queen, I'm so excited that you took time out of your busy schedule today to come on to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. Uh, You have a great day. Thank you so much, Rick, and I look forward to speaking with you again. All right. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. You have listened to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. 321 is the only company with sales systems for white collar professionals who did not have access to affordable sales and business development training in college or through certification programs. Our website is 321bizdev.com, powered by sitemarket.com. This podcast episode is powered by Jive Communications at Jive.com. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoy today's podcast with CEO Samantha Brooks of Mortgages of Canada as she begins her book launch, Cash is Queen, in Toronto and the United States. Thanks and make it a great day. Bye-bye.